Camp Radio. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TM Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peart, and I'll be your host. We are beginning our series on pastoral health, and we have with us Joe, Joe Sora. Uh, he's from the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. He, he's been involved in uh, ministry, pastoral ministry, for uh, about 37 years, and we're lucky to have him here with us today. Uh, Joe, thank you for being here. My privilege, Kevin. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, uh, glad to be here. You know, one of the areas, I know we've talked uh, together a little bit about this issue of pastoral health, is one of the toughest areas is, is just dealing with pastors surviving just rough days in the ministry, and, and there's there's a lot involved in, in a discussion with that. Very much so, especially during this time of church revitalization. Revitalization brings its own challenges. It brings, uh, uh, you know, not everybody's going to agree. And so as you try to take a church through the transitions of revitalization, inevitably you're going to go through some rough spots. And for me personally, in my background as a pastor, and I served as a pastor all together for almost 25 years and served on staff in addition to those uh, number of years, but as I saw things in revitalization and tried to bring churches through re- revitalization, experienced a lot of tough things. And so uh, having gone through that, I think that's one of the things now that I try to speak to pastors about when, they, when they're going through revitalization, especially, you know, how do you make it through this time? How do you survive it? And so, yeah, it's a great, it's a great topic for us to talk about today. Well, let's talk about how to, how do we survive it? What what is the facets of all this that really kind of build up to this difficult time of just the the just struggles in that in that ministry of revitalization? Where it starts for me is it really starts with the with the call of God on your life, uh, because as you come into uh, into this situation, whether it's revitalization or whatever you're doing. And you have some real dry times in your pastorate, or you have opposition, you have conflict, you have deacons leaving, you have opposition, whatever those things are. To me, it really starts in, did, am I called by God to be here? Am I called to God to be, to be a minister? And so for me, as I go back, and it's a unique that, uh, to think that we're doing camp radio, you know, for me, I go all the way back to the summer of 1980. And it was in the summer of 1980 that God made it very, very clear that I was to be called to be a minister. And that call was was an open-ended call. But that call actually happened. It was confirmed for me at a camp of all things, Kevin. I was at uh, Camp Cherokee, uh, a camp of the Mac Men Megs Baptist Association in Athens, and working in that camp. And I had the privilege of working in that camp for a number of years. Uh, but through working in that camp, God confirmed for me that I was supposed to do this. I'm supposed to give my life for vocational ministry. And so for me, I go back as maybe it's old school. Uh, maybe folks don't always even see it this way. But for me, it really goes back to the call of God, where God says, you are supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And so in tough days of ministry, when I'm starting to doubt myself, I'm doubting where I'm going in this ministry, 
I go back and I rest in the call of God that God called me to this and that God has called me to be a minister. And not only that, he's called me to this situation. Mm-hmm. And even though it may not be perfect and the, and the things that you're going through may not be perfect, it's okay. God brought you there for that season. Mm-hmm. And to see the sovereignty of God in the midst of that and to see the call of God in that, to me, that's where it starts. And, and we can get lost in that, right? All the things going on in our churches, especially during rough times, because it's easy for us to focus on the worst, isn't it? And we forget what what uh, what God has done in the past and where He's led us and continues to lead us. Yes, it is, and and uh, you know we we become very myopic. You know everything that's happening all around us. That's all we see. That's all we think, and we think you know we think God's forsaken us for some reason. Of all the people on the face of the earth, God all of a sudden decided. Okay, you're the exception. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forsake you. Despite Jesus's promises, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But there's times, and there's been times in my life, times that uh, in my pastoring life where I thought, okay, God, why did you make me the exception? Yeah. But you're not the exception. Yeah. God is with you right there in the midst of all that's going on. So to me, that sort of takes me then to the second place that I, for me, the, how do I survive? I, I rest in God's call of my life, and then also then. I've got to dive into my own personal spiritual walk with God. I've got to make sure that I'm walking with God daily, that I have a plan, if you will, of how I'm going to spend time with with the Lord. And I'm going to spend time in prayer. And I'm going to have uh, some prayer points that I'm going to work, work my way through each day of the week kind of thing. But also I'm going to work my way through uh, uh, an organized scripture plan. And uh, and I would try a lot of different things as a pastor, different programs, different plans, and even still today. Uh, for me, my favorite uh, plan that I've, I've found as a pastor and still today doing it, even this morning before even beginning this, is a Bible called the Daily Bible that Lagarde Smith put together. Together and it's a it's a Bible in chronological order, and we need to always be reading. We always need to be taking and and diving into God's Word, not preparing a sermon, not just for teaching, mm-hmm. but for God to feed our own hearts. Yeah. You know, because of the Word of God, we need to be uh, nourishing ourselves on that on a daily basis, and also spending time with God in conversation. Sort of like your relationship with anybody else. If you're not communicating, if you're not talking, then that relationship is going to dry up. Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of tough days, for me, I go back and to dive into that relationship with God and to say, I've got to keep that fresh and I've got to keep diving into his word, even though there were days that you felt like, well, I'm not hearing anything <laughs> or God, I'm not getting anything. And, and I'm praying and it's like, God, I'm asking for you to do these things, but uh, I don't see a lot going on. But even mm-hmm. in the midst of that, that's really where faith comes in. And so when I think about surviving those tough days, it starts to me at the call of God. And then I followed up to know that at the very foundation of that, I've got to continue to have time with God mm-hmm time in his word and time in my prayer time. And those are a couple of things right. right off the top that I think if you're going to survive, you've got to have that. I've heard uh, several pastors have, have talked about how it's so important what you're talking about and <clears throat> spending that time with him, but they start off their day with it. They, they get it first thing in the morning, early in the morning. They just uh, get up and, and, and not study time, not preparing for their sermon. So they get up early in the morning just to start the day, spend that time with him alone. And so they can begin the whole process of the day with, with God giving them guidance and leading Yes, and that, that was my that was and still is my personal uh, you know walk. That's what I do. 
for me, I found out that if I don't start that way, then for whatever reason, all the activities of the day take it away. You know, I get, you know, you get a telephone call, you, uh, you, you check your email, you do something. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you look back and go, wow, I didn't spend time with the Lord this morning. Yeah. And so it's really, you've got to, it's got to be a discipline, a personal discipline. Mm-hmm. And for me, it worked better now in the morning. Admittedly, some people are not morning people. My wife is not a morning person. Yeah. She dares me to talk to her for the first hour, you know, and that's okay. Uh, uh, so maybe you're not a morning person, right. but for me, it, it tends to work better that way. And, and, and when you read, it sounds like a lot of people did that yeah. as well. Now, what about relationships? How, how is that uh, critical of this? Absolutely critical. When I think about trying to survive tough days, I think about some crucial relationships. I think, uh, well, first of all, uh, I think about older pastors. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so important that we have pastor friends. Uh, and I, I want to say that you want to have some uh, a mixture of that. But make sure that you have some older pastor friends. And I was really fortunate. My dad was a longtime pastor. My dad pastored for 30 years at First Baptist Church Calhoun mm-hmm. down in McMinn Meg's Association. And then from there, he went down into uh, the CrossNet Association in Cleveland, Briley County, and pastored a couple of churches there, right. even in his retirement. First 10 years of my life, he was a bivocational pastor up in the Tri-Cities. And so all of my life, I've been around ministry and, and fortunately walking hand in hand with a godly man. And I will tell you, when it felt like my world was caving in and the first major, major crisis for me as a pastor, the first telephone call I made was to my dad to say, I want to tell you what's happened and what do I do? And so I had that relationship, but I also had other relationships with other uh, other older ministers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pastor friend of mine by the name of Frank Samuels. Frank is uh, like my father. He's gone on to glory. But Frank was one of those guys that when, when things were going on like that, I would give him a call to say, give me some advice. And then as I would get involved in the local association, and I just can't emphasize too much how pastors need to become involved in their local association because it's there in your local association as you as you walk side by side with guys all of a sudden you find friends that can walk with you you find trusted mentors uh for me uh i pastored for almost 23 years in elizabethan our uh, association was the was the Watauga Baptist Association, and I found guys there who, uh, like Jack Roddy, who's now the current DOM there. He was a he was a fellow pastor. Brent Sills at First Baptist Church of Elizabeth and became a dear dear friend. Reese Harris, uh, Reese Harris was like the legend, the mm. preacher, the prince of preachers down at Sinking Creek Baptist Church, the oldest Baptist church in Tennessee. And we would all want to get with Reese and here. And Reese had a thousand, he had a story for every situation. Most of them were jokes and uh, and you just loved hearing them. But you, you aligned yourself with guys like that. Uh, with guys like Bob uh, Bob Polk, who was the uh, former d- uh, director of missions for Watauga Association, former pastor at Oak Street Baptist. Mm-hmm. Diving into those relationships, I just can't emphasize too much. Getting involved in your local association, becoming friends with older pastors so that you got people to talk to. And so when you're going through things and you feel like, man, I'm the only person in the world that's ever gone through this. And I'm the only guy in the world that's going through this now. You know, then you go to lunch with a Reese Harris. You go to lunch with a Bob Polk and just say, man, let me tell you what's going on. And just to see them and see a smile come on their face and say, boy, 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 you know, I went through that years ago. Let me tell you how, what I did. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, uh, 
this is ministry. And so to me, those kind of relationships, I I would encourage guys to really know their directors of missions. Mm -hmm. Those guys uh, have walked in your shoes Mm -hmm. and it's important that you have relationships with them. Uh, Obviously, denominational uh, employees, denominational workers like uh, Harvestville team leaders, like uh, different specialists across the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And and if you're in a different state, get to know your state staff. Those Mm -hmm. guys... Uh, they are there for you. Uh, guys like myself, we are there for people. That's why we're here. We, right. uh, we're we not here just to just to fill a spot. We're here to try to minister to ministers and to be a sounding board, to be a, somebody that you can pour uh, all of your heart out to. And so there's something to be said for getting to know other ministers. And, and with it also, I think it's good if you find a ministry coach, you know, if you come through, if you come to a really difficult time in, uh, in your church, you find a ministry coach. And so uh, with the ministry coach, I think then what you do is you come alongside them and say, pour yourself into me and let's work our way through. Let's talk our way through the issues. Mm-hmm. And a good ministry coach, uh, especially if it's revitalization, come alongside somebody that's been through revitalization, come alongside somebody like Kevin Minchie with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, Steve Holt, guys like that, and say, help me to know how to navigate these waters. Right. Great, great resource. Yeah. And, and so and we don't want to uh, uh, not not use uh, these resources that are available in each our state, no matter what state convention you're a part of. Uh, your state convention is there to help you. You may not feel that way, but uh, I think if you take initiative to be able to reach out to those people, you realize that they are on your side. They have, they'll put every resource they have to help you and to just come along with you and to stay in contact with you. So, yeah. And I think Kevin, you know, I think one of the things that sometimes people misunderstand is mm-hmm. when you're a state, uh, state convention person, you really, really do care about folks. But then yes. there are so many churches, you know, in Tennessee, we have over 3000 Tennessee Baptist churches. Right. And so it's sort of impossible to automatically know exactly who do you call or who do you visit on mm-hmm. that particular day. But the truth is, we want to hear from, if a guy's going through a tough time, we want to know that. We right. want that guy to say help, and then right. we're all in. Yes. We, you know, we're ready to jump in with both uh, both feet, both hands, and say, how can I help you? But we don't know that unless you tell us. Exactly. And so uh, if they tell us, then we're on it, uh, because we're that's why we're there, to yeah. help you, to serve you. And that's why we even have this series, Pastor Will Help. Uh, health and help just because we know pastors are out there hurting uh, without doubt and we hear from some but there are some many out there that don't want to say and so you do not have to suffer alone we're here to encourage you you know i think as a reminder uh that the lord remind me this morning of first timothy that we need to encourage each other we're all we we all are are going through struggles and we need to keep our eyes on the lord and what he has provided in the past but we need to encourage one another that that uh, the future is is bright you know in the lord but thank you uh for sharing with me with this and we can we're going to continue this series uh, in, in the next few pa- podcasts on pastoral health. But if you have any questions for uh, what we do at TM Baptist Camps or for uh, Joe, please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and uh, let us know what you think. Also, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, uh, please subscribe or give us a comment what you think. Uh, so also, if, if there's some other things, other resources that you might want to be interested in, there is uh, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is doing a uh, reach or reaching tour 
uh, radio. Uh, that's a great podcast. I'd encourage you to look that up. You can find it on the, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board uh, website. Also, if you go to the their website, which is t- tmbaptist.org, you can find training and conferences for pastors and ministers, uh, not only at Linden Valley, Carson Springs, but other locations across the state. So I encourage you to uh, look at the uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board website for more information that may help you. Until next time, I'll hope that you look for opportunities to share Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. What?